Okay, I want you to try again. This time you've got to say Views from the Sofa Presents. Go for it. Views from the Sofa Presents! Perfect. Hello everybody and welcome to the Wrestling Predict Cast. I am your host Ben and we are here to talk about what is supposed to be one of the top, the big four WWE pay-per-views. And joining me to do that are two of the biggest names in WWE pay-per-view prediction cast-based podcasting. First of all, a man who is absolutely devastated that he's no longer going to be able to comment on Keith Lee's ring attire week to week. It's Luke. How are you, Luke? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I've tried to forget that already, to be honest. But um, yeah, it's still etched in my brain, unfortunately. It's devastating. I know. And our other powerhouse predictor is a man absolutely gutted that he doesn't get to watch Nia Jax botch week to week. It's Joe. How are you, Joe? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Thank you. I'm just, um, I'm trying to, I'm trying to say, say some stuff here because otherwise it's going to be a very short podcast based on Luke's responses. <laughs> um, I didn't give him much to work with, to be fair. Um, we can move past the intros. I'm trying to give you some sort of intro since you called me out like two episodes ago. So yeah, we'll find something else to call you out about today, mate. Don't worry. Um, you're right. It was one of the big four podcast. One of the well, we're one of the big four podcasts. We're one of the big four predict casts, aren't we? Um, but Survivor Series was one of. Not the even calling ourselves the top. Not even calling ourselves the top predict cast. Not. I don't know of any others, but we're still just top four. Yeah. Play um, it down. Yeah. It was when we used to do that. When we, I used to do that beautiful podcast called From the Canvas with Dave and. Uh, we used to, we like, you could type in from the canvas, which is the exact name of our podcast, and we'd still come up like 11th on the podcast list. <laughs> it's not quite so bad <laughs> and it for would us. Be but... like, it would be like other 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 podcasts that aren't related. I didn't have the words from the or canvas would be ahead of us. And we were like, well, I can't, like, how can that be right? Uh-huh. Um, anyway, yeah, so Survivor Series, anyway, let's talk about Survivor Series. So like I said, yeah, you were, you were just talking, it is supposed to be one of the, top four so it was always traditionally wrestlemania SummerSlam, raw rumble and survivor series but i don't know about you two i usually ask you the question how do you think it's been built what do you think how do you think the the prep for it's been but i don't think wwe could care much less about survivor series than they ever have before and it's just increasingly becoming in my opinion a pay-per-view that they just want to get out of the way let's just get survivor series done and then we can start doing stories and building towards what you want to build towards. What's your views, Joe? Um, feels like they're doing stories. They, they are doing stories, mate. They're just not relevant to this pay-per-view. Yep. That's the issue. Um, I think I think we're probably, we're probably missing the, the point here, which is that Survivor Series was one of the big four, definitely. But now we've got the Saudi shows. I don't think it is anymore. That's, that's the reality of the situation. You're going to have... Massive event for WrestleMania, massive event for Royal Rumble, massive event SummerSlam. Then you have a massive event Saudi Arabia, maybe twice a year. That's that's what we're getting from now on. What what's your views, Luke? I mean, you've been watching this for like two years now. Is this your second full year properly watching it? Have you ever felt Survivor Series is a big pay per view? Yeah, so the first pay per view I watched was Survivor Series, which is interesting because that first one had NXT involved as well. Um wow. and like I quite enjoyed that actually when that happened, but then obviously since then they've they dropped it last year, and yeah, I just don't feel like they made a big deal at this time. Like maybe because maybe it's because I was first time around excited about it when I very first watched it, but it just it does 
just feel like it's massively dropped off. It still doesn't help that the draft has only been a, a what a month ago at the most. And the fact at one point, I don't know if it's still the case, but at one point for the men, every single member of the, I think it was the Raw team, was a SmackDown wrestler. So that every member of the Raw team for SmackDown, this, for SummerSlam Survivor Series, sorry, let me say that again. Every single member of the Raw team for Survivor Series had been on SmackDown a month ago. So it was like, what, what, what who, who, brand loyalty, brand supremacy, none of that. I mean, they're not even really pushing that. It's just a case of there's a pay-per-view coming up. We need some teams and that's that. I mean, we'll talk about the teams and we'll get into the announcements and everything like that when we get to those anyway. Um, so we'll, we'll, we'll get into the predictions. Um, so survive, So the PredictCast works like this. We go through each of the predictions. We have a running total, a running score as we go through. You can also take part, which will be details of that towards the end of the episode. And we decide who we believe is going to be winning each of the matches. And Survivor Series has that unique, some would say limiting element that it's champion versus champion. So the mid-card belts, the uh, tag belts, and the um, two um, the two heavyweight belts, the women and the men's so we start off with damian priest versus shinsuke nakamura the u.s title versus the intercontinental title the battle of the up-and-comer versus the i still i forgot that he was actually intercontinental champion for a bit so um luke damian priest versus shinsuke nakamura who have you got (laughs) Uh, i'm going damian priest because he hasn't really lost at all this year, so <laughs> I can't see him losing now either. Because um, just keep the seem to like just keep building and building him. Um, Nakamura, I'm quite surprised really that he didn't drop the title ahead of this pay per view. I thought he might do, um, so, but they haven't really done anything with, with that belt at all, have they? So um, well, not from what i anyway. So yeah, I think this one is more of a straightforward pick for me out of these, which probably means Nakamura's going to win. But yeah, I'm going for Damien Priest. Joe, you agree, Damien Priest? Yeah, I also agree with Luke. <clears throat> I, f- I feel like, as, as, as counterintuitive as it is to do so, I feel like WWE are really pushing Damian Priest. Um, I, I've got, a, I've got a sneaky suspicion he might win the Royal Rumble. Which is really? a, yeah, it's a real worry for me because they have been pushing him loads and loads and loads. I feel like you, if if you look at the, if you look <clears throat> objectively about who might do it. I think he is of the actual current roster, probably one of the one of the more likely contenders. Um, You're not thinking of Brock Lesnar at thirty. Well, well, yeah, that's what I mean. So, I mean, outside of like outside of the outside of someone coming back into like if you right, pick okay. from like your everyday roster, I would say he's probably right up there in terms of the people that could do it. Which is a bit, well, yeah, we, we've had this conversation before. It's Damian Priest being pushed. I like Damian Priest. Well, I, well no. I don't dislike Damian Priest, but it like he should not be the ones that we that we are pushing, and not they certainly shouldn't be pushing this much. No, I mean they've given him this new this new rage gimmick, haven't they? Where he kind of rages out halfway through, loses it, and starts battering the hell out of the competitors he's up against. And you know, yeah, they are pushing him. He is getting wins, but his wins are against like. T-Bar or Mace? I can't remember which one it is, but one of those two. He's against Dominic, he's against Dijakovic, essentially. So he's not exactly had much to do with it, but it's kind of a reminder that he's sticking around. You, you're building Priest anyway. Shinsuke Nakamura is on his way back down the card. They need to get that belt off him and give it to somebody else. The only problem is, on the SmackDown roster, who's your mid-card star? 
because there just doesn't seem to be any up-and-comers that you could give it to unless you want to start pushing some of the newer talent from NXT, but they don't seem to be doing that too much either at the moment. So it'd be, yeah. It'd be... Could, could, could... Can I give you a stat on up and comers? Because this is linking. I've got a quiz for you under this podcast, Ben. And this links into that. Right. right. So there's 18 male wrestlers on this uh, so far on the, on the card for this for Survivor Series. Right. 17 of those are 35. 17 of those are 35 or over. I was gonna. I was gonna. There's there's a point I'm gonna make linked to that when we get to the actual Survivor Series matches because it's a shocking stat. Considering yeah. who they and that, let go, and, and, that, and that just that shows how they're not pushing anyone really, and that everyone's just old. Yeah, it's the it's the massive lack of any new stars. Like this is, let's say it is one of the big fours. This is where you should showcase your new stars. I would argue, looking at the card in front of me right now, I would argue that there is two new stars on this. Eh, two and a half new stars on this roster. We'll get to who they, they are when we get to those Survivor Series things, but there are only, yeah, two new, new I'm not, they're not stars yet, sorry, two new wrestlers, not even stars yet, two new wrestlers on this, on this card. Everybody else we have seen before, wrestling before, and in some cases, seen these matches loads of times before. So it's, it's no surprise, really, that this doesn't feel big. All right, so Damian Priest... Shinsuke Nakamura, that one's pretty clear cut. I don't know about the next one then. So RK Bro versus the Usos for the dominant tag team in WWE. Um, you've got RK Bro being ridiculously pushed on one side, and you've got the Usos who are part of the bloodline and a huge part of um, the SmackDown story. So um, I'm not going to go first. Joe is. Uh, who do you reckon is going to win this one, RK Bro or the Usos? Well, you're going to keep yourself ready for the simple ones, are you, mate? You, 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 you predicting the Roman Reigns match, are you? Um, cool, cool. Um, oh, yeah, I won't go back into that. We've, we've all talked about that multiple times. Um, I, I think I'm going to go for uh, RK Bro. I don't, have any, I don't have any real reason for that. I sort of don't think it matters if the Usos lose. I sort of don't think it matters if either of these teams lose, to be honest. Um, which is like, which is just, it's just so, it's just so frustrating that there's just no story or no build to this. It would have made sense to me if you'd have maybe made the New Day the tag champions for this for this purpose because it it wouldn't hurt, uh, and then you could have you know you could have two matches back to back of like who's the better faction or. You know, just do something, do anything with this. Anyway, uh, I'm going to go RK, bro. I've got no reason for that. Just feels more logical. Do you agree, Luke? No, well, so again, I, I don't have any preference, but based on what I'm predicting elsewhere, to balance it out, I'm going for the SmackDown winners, so I'm going for the Usos. Um, again, just, just literally purely for the numbers um, for me. I suppose you can make an argument either way. Will Roman Reigns get involved to make sure the Usos don't lose? Um, I don't know. Can I ask a question? I thought like the, 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 the yeah, go on, Joe. Yeah, sorry to interject. I, I think your your logic there is absolutely sound in terms of if they're trying to get it like fifty fifty, but I don't know if they are. And 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 what my question was going to be was, what the hell is going on with Adam Pearce? Because he seems to be like 
he goes to Raw and then goes like, you've got to win Raw. And then he goes to SmackDown and be like, you've got to win SmackDown. Like, it's, it's, it's unclear on what, like, what, he's, what his role is here. There was that really illogical bit where he went to Raw and said, we can only have champions for a chance for you guys to win this. And you're like, well, you represent both brands. You should yeah, care. I mean. what, what's, and, what's and didn't you pick the team in the first place? <laughs> so, so you picked the team and then went, oh, actually, that was a really bad mistake. Like, you know, get someone to check your tweets before you make them, mate. Don't don't then try and <laughs> clear it up on the show. It was it it doesn't make any sense. It was much more logical when you clearly had two GMs. So I'm kind of with Joe on the logic there though, because I was gonna say that after you'd finished your point, Luke, which was I yeah, was I was thinking wasn't digging you out, don't worry about it. I was going down the list earlier, doing exactly the same as you, and then realized I don't think they care. It just doesn't yeah, it doesn't and, and- matter. And I agree, they probably don't care, but I literally didn't know who to pick. So for the sake of that, I just bounced down. Um, my logic for it is it would slightly hurt RK Bro more if they lost than it would the Usos. I think if you had to look at who, who would get hurt by a loss more, it would probably be RK Bro. The Usos are much more dominant, much stronger, can walk away from this and it won't change their position at all. RK bro, every win just strengthens them as this amazing tag team. And then it will mean so much more when they break them up in two months time or whenever they decide they're going to do it. So I think I, that pips it for me, but like you two, it doesn't, this is one of those where it doesn't matter. Should be a good match. I think it'll be a really good match. This is more spectacle than it is story, obviously, but I, you know, it could go either way. So I've kind of pipped for RK bro. It's going to be interesting to see what the audience go for, for this one. Once we put it out to the, uh, to the fans. So, keep you updated on that um right we'll head straight into my prediction i don't think this is a very clear prediction at all fellas so i'll take this one first um (laughs) becky lynch versus charlotte flair um before we get into this did you hear about the fact that becky lynch and charlotte flair absolutely despise each other in real life so the I don't know it was two or three episodes ago and we talked about it and, and and I didn't realize this until afterwards we talked about the fact that they had the belt swapping and they just they, they were there swapping the belts and we said it was a terrible thing to do and they should have done the story and everything apparently the backstage story was the fact that Charlotte was supposed to give Becky the belt and before Becky gave the belt back to gave her belt to Charlotte she was supposed to hold both belts up as like I'm two belts Becky kind of thing and that's why Charlotte threw her belt to the floor because she went rogue and decided that wasn't what was going to happen. She was not going to give Becky that push. So Becky and Charlotte in in real life, apparently backstage, do not get on whatsoever. So there was a lot of people that thought for that reason, Bianca was going to take the belt off her about a week or two weeks ago when they fought on, uh, on Raw for it. But obviously we're at the point now where it's Becky versus Charlotte. Um, so that could make for yeah. a very interesting match. You know what? I quite like that about Charlotte, to be honest. That she would just go rogue like that and just do that because just for me, for me, it just adds to her character even more. Even though that's actual real life and and like screw Becky over there, it's it, it it adds to her character even more and it just makes her more believable about who she is. And I just, I, yeah, I really like that about her. I don't know if you ever put it on the podcast, but Joe's been like when we've been texting about this, Joe's been saying that um, there's no believable women's wrestlers. They all seem like they're too much like they're playing a character particularly Becky Lynch. And this is kind of playing to Joe's point. Joe kind of said that we've, we've said that Charlotte Flair's the one that does feel like she's not playing a character whatsoever. And, you know, and I think again, like it plays to it even more. 
I think um, I think Charlotte's probably one of the better ones in terms of believability. I think she's a bit of a, she's like an exaggerated version of herself, but you can see there's a bit of it's not baseless. I would suggest, um, and I think Charlotte Flair knows that if she like, she doesn't owe WWE anything, and if she leaves WWE, AEW she'll be the best person on any roster, like with without doubt. She would be her versus Britt Baker in AEW would be. Money for that uh, is exactly what AEW wants. So WWE aren't going to do anything about it. Um, fair play to her. Which no, I was in that job security. I could just do what the F I wanted. Ignore what I've been told to do and just do whatever I wanted and no consequence. <laughs> um, so that like can... when, like when we were temps, mate. Me and Luke. <laughs> <laughs> so that leads me down to my decision. Um, I'm giving this to Becky Lynch um, for a couple of reasons. One because Charlotte Flair has decided she's doing whatever she wants, I wouldn't surprise me if WWE decided they were going to punish her slightly. And two, out of the two of them, I think Becky needs the win. Becky is a much more slimy heel. It's going to be she needs more of a sly win over Charlotte, and nothing hurts Charlotte in WWE. Like absolutely nothing does. She's such a more secure character. She's such a more secure wrestler. Um, she's always going to get the big boo. She's always going to get the heel pop. She's always going to be a big deal. And Becky's not come back. She's she's losing her strength as a character, I think. She's not quite as big a draw as she was when she first came back. So she needs a big heel injection. She needs something huge. And unfortunately, Liv Morgan is not going to be that. But we can get onto that later. So um, my choice is Becky Lynch. Um, what are you going for, Luke? Yeah, I completely agree for more or less the same reasons. I think... I don't think WWE will give Charlotte the, the win after everything that's happened and, like I say, punish her a little bit. But, I mean, I don't like backing against Charlotte because she can win at any time, but it's not for a belt, is it? So, I think, yeah, I, th- I think Becky will win. Joe, you're going you're gonna to go against the grain? No, I think I'm with you on that. Um, I could, yeah, I could, and do you know what? I could see this being like a no contest. Like, no, 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 no contest. Like, a, like a Becky wins because Charlotte gets disqualified or something rubbish. Like, no. there won't be a pin here. I'm completely with. There will not be a pin here. No, I, I don't think so. So yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm with you guys on that. Um, and it's another match which I'm not really that interested in, if I'm totally honest. Yeah, we've seen it too many times before. It's, it's, it's nothing new. But the problem is there's only four, maybe five people at the top of this women's division that you actually care about and can put together good matches. So, I mean, what have they got to work with? Well, yeah, they can represent the brands they've switched over to in the last month as well. That's good, isn't it? <laughs> at least they're not all wearing the bloody T-shirts they and will. invading each they're other's frigging... Oh, they will be. Oh, I don't know. Again, I don't think they care enough about it. I really don't. I mean, they will in the main matches. They will in the big match, but they won't be doing it in these individual ones. But they will be. Yeah, you're right. They'll wear... They'll wear the T-shirts in the... Uh, or they'll do that snazzy thing where they did a half half their own outfit, half T-shirt that they did for uh, for one year. You know, talking about ring attire. Talking about shocking ring attire. Um, okay, now we're on to the big, the, the big one. Big E versus Roman Reigns. The Universal Champion versus the WWE Champion. Um, there's not much more to say about this. They've not done a bad job for the story for involving New Day and for actually having Roman Reigns got something to do that's even closely linked to the Survivor Series, to be fair, because he's kind of, he's a bit, Roman Reigns is without a, without a competitor at the moment. He's without a contender at the moment, while 
Brock Lesnar's obviously away to a Royal Rumble. They want to get Survivor Series out of the way until they can build someone to actually go up against him. Um, what's, the last, just... what's the last pay-per-view of the year? The last one, they're not doing, a, this is the. This is technically the last one of the year. The next one is going to be, um, I think it's called um, Day One, and it's literally on New Year's Day. And I don't even know if it's a pay-per-view. I think it's actually a, a like a Raw special or a SmackDown special. I don't think it's it's an actual pay-per-view. But yeah, they do like a Day One special that's going to be where they start doing some stuff. So this is the last, there's, there's no formal pay-per-view in December necessarily. Trying to get some fans back maybe. Um, okay. They've got a takeover. War Games is in December, so that's the that's that's the other. They've got an NXT War Games. That's the December. That's within the first couple of weeks. So that'll they'll build to that, I guess. But but yeah. So it's a shame because I could have genuinely seen them doing like a, a really good match at a TLC or something in December, where it's like a six way to become the number one contender for Reigns at the Royal Rumble. So they're like, I feel like even that, even that, even they're dropping the ball even now. Well, I think what's really clear is pay-per-views just do not matter. That's that they're building more and more for TV every single time. They're building for those that advertising money, the TV money, the big, the big. Can we get us? Can we get over those little rating boundaries that we need to get to? And the pay-per-views are just things to build stories to. You'll see that big contenders match on a Raw or on a SmackDown to get a, to get a ratings draw. That's much more what they're interested in. Why don't they do? Why don't they do a thing? They could do this every year. If you win the match, the five of you then have a fight the next day, match the next day, and whoever wins that is the number one contender. You'd, Perfect. That would, would make so much sense. Like Everyone's motivated. There's a reason for you to win. Jobs are good. Yeah, perfect. And you can even go the other way then and say, if you lose the match, none of you are allowed a title shot before WrestleMania. Yeah. And just completely match. switch it over. You know, just make it so the stakes matter. You know, do some of that. Lose the match, you have to... Go on, you have to go to Raw. <laughs> Raw's not been that bad this this <laughs> Raw's been all right. It's been it's been worse. So it's not great, but it's been worse. So um It's a real Joe, low bar. Real low bar, that is, mate. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Roman Reigns versus Big E. Is there any way at all in any sort of you know, any sort of universe that you're back in Big E? Um there, there is not, unfortunately. I, I do. I, I, I would say there's an opportunity for them if they wanted to actually tell some stories to have the New Day and uh, the Usos involved in that, and maybe the New Day cost reigns, you know, in in favour of Biggie, which would actually be a good story. Like this is one that reigns doesn't need to win. Like, yeah. like and I, I could make my piece, and I could really make my piece for him not winning it. Um, just. Do they want to do that? Because they do seem to love Roman Reigns a lot. How much would it strengthen Big E as well if he got a win here that meant nothing? And then in the future, it's something he could use for when they inevitably switch him over or when, you know, you've got an idea that, you know, Reigns has to need, could fight Big E or something. You know, they, Big E needs some wins. He needs some kind of big competitors and big some wins. He's had a few, but he needs some more. And I think obviously... Kevin Owens is looking like his next competitor and then Seth Rollins after that. So that's not too bad for a, a running of people he's going to be defending against. Maybe, but, maybe, maybe I'm being too flippant, mate. Maybe, maybe I should go bigger. It just feels like the odds are against that. But um, yeah, that's, it's, 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 uh, maybe I'm being flippant. There is, there, is a way to, there is a way to make that work and, and a logic to that working. But I am going to go Roman Reigns. I feel like I'd be stupid not to. Luke, feeling stupid? <laughs> no, not for this one. Uh, I agree. I think, 
I think Roman Reigns as well. Um, like Joe said, I think I think Big E could win by disqualification. I think that that's that's a very real opportunity for the Usos to get involved, and you know, so they're therefore Big E won, wins by default. So the, there's definitely options. I don't think it's clear cut um, as you probably normally think it would be for Roman's Reigns match, but yeah, I'm not going to steer clear of. I'm not going to predict anything other than Roman Reigns. No, it's too. It is. WWE like Roman Reigns too much. Now, to be fair, I still back it, and I still think it's great, and it's still the best thing in 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 wrestling for me. I think the story's great week to week. I think every element of it's still good. Um, I do understand people being tired of it, but I'm not yet. Um, I do also think they're building Big E really well. I think Big E's an actual absolutely solid champion at the moment too. To be fair, he's done a really good job over the past couple of months of making it look like he's he deserves that belt mm-hmm. um, better than. Kofi did when he was champion to be to be frank when he got it when he had the belt you kind of didn't really believe he was ever going to keep hold of it but Big E's done a really good job of keeping it and doing a doing that solid so um I, I, I think he started slow but I think he's definitely picked up in the last in the last month or so I think well I think what's been difficult for Big E is Bobby Lashley was such a strong champion yeah and so like you kind of compare him a little bit and he it, it, to me he still doesn't feel as strong as Bobby Lashley was but I hope he turns it around. I hope I hope they, I hope they continue to build him because I do really like Biggie. Yeah, and the, and I mean the other issue just and we'll, we'll talk about this in a second just as part of what we're discussing. The people coming up against him are Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens, which is great and that's big. But I mean, we've seen Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens before a hundred times. Do you know what I mean like they're up against that main event picture again? Is there no one else? I mean, I tell you who would be great in this kind of position would be a Keith Lee or, you know, someone like Carrying that. Cross. <laughs> Carrying Cross. You know, you build him over a couple of months and you really, you know, put him as a really strong competitor in a Survivor Series match, perhaps, where he, you know, gets a really good showing. But, you know, we've got Kevin Owens. And I love it because I think Kevin Owens is Kevin Owens is legitimately my favorite wrestler. I think he's got everything. He's great. But, you know, he's not going to win it. Seth Rollins might, but then you've got Seth Rollins as champion again. So... I mean, where are we going? What are we doing with it? It's it's just the future's not looking exactly exciting or, or different, really. You know when you're just sitting there and suddenly you get asked a question like this? Honey, what film are we watching tonight? And your heart sinks. You know that if you get this question wrong, you're probably going to have a fight. You might even get divorced. So you panic and you think, how about one involving an exoskeleton? And then you hear... And then you've got nothing. You've called for an exoskeleton movie and you haven't got one in your locker. Well, the great news is there's a new podcast out that covers lists on all kinds of movie-related trivia. It's That Movie List Podcast. So the next time you make outlandish suggestions like exoskeletons, funniest films or explosions, and you end up getting it wrong and you end up having a fight and probably getting divorced, at least you'll have someone to blame. That Movie List Podcast by Views from a Sofa Network. So, talking of exciting and different, we've got the SmackDown matches, the, sorry, SmackDown matches, the Survivor Series matches, and we'll start with the Women's Survivor Series match. So we've got on the Raw team, Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. And then, that's really difficult to say, Queen Zelina. And then on SmackDown, you've got Sasha Banks, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, who's lost her second name, careless. Natalia, who I don't think ever had her second name, 
and a competitor to be determined, which we'll find out on Friday. We're recording this the the the, the Wednesday before the um, SmackDown and the pay per view. Um, so we've got to figure out who's going to win this between Raw and SmackDown. Um, Luke, I'll go to you first, considering I went to Joe first last time. Raw, SmackDown, who have you got for this one? It's, re- it's really difficult, right? Because you can't, it's really hard to work out any sort of angle for, from any, for anyone winning. Um, I think I'm, I'm going to go for Raw. And I, the, the main reason for that is because I feel like Bianca Belair needs to kind of stand tall and build up a little bit again because she's lost quite a lot recently. Um, and if they want to, if they want, if they want to build her back up, I think this would be a good opportunity to do so. My counteract to that is they seem to be building Shayna Baszler quite a bit, so she could be the person on SmackDown, and, that, and there's a good argument for that, I think. But um, yeah, I think I'll I'll go with Raw, reluctantly. Joe, Raw versus SmackDown for the women. What you what you what you uh, going I'm for? I'm going to go for Raw. Got any, got any reasons for that? <laughs> uh, not really. Uh, well, well, no, I have got a reason for it, but it doesn't really relate to this match. I'm sort of, I'm, <clears throat> did, I'm going, did, I'm going for the, I'm going for the women. I prefer going for the SmackDown men, and so therefore, I feel like it won't also be the SmackDown females. It's basically that's the logic. Right. Okay. Um, I'm going for the Raw women, um, because for the exact reason Luke said. It's going to be Bianca Belair versus Sasha Banks at the final two. And Bianca Belair is going to pin Sasha Banks so that she looks strong again. Because all they've done since she lost at SummerSlam is have her lose every single week. So, um, I th- I, yeah, it's not going to hurt her to, 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 it's not going to hurt Sasha if she loses this. I think Shayna Baszler is back. She went really strong, really well built. And then she's stuck in this frigging. Um, Sonya Deville Naomi thing. Exactly, yes. Yeah, Sonya Deville Naomi story. Like, come on, get, she's bet she's so much better than this. You've got someone who could be a real competitor, particularly before something like this, where she could really dominate. And you've got her as a lackey. You've got her as a third wheel in a story that no one really cares about. It's, it's baffling to it. So yeah, um, you did, again, this is another one where, where people have been switched out. You did have new face to WWE, um, Aaliyah in there. And then she got ceremoniously dumped out for, uh, for, for 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 someone else of more well for the whoever's going to be determined on SmackDown so she's lost her position really randomly again why they couldn't have done that from the beginning um, I have no idea so any ideas who the fifth person's going to be to the SmackDown side no I haven't got a clue is this going to be um, Naomi maybe Tony Storm or could be Tony maybe Storm. yeah Zia Lee yeah, Zia Lee would be a great shout. Yeah, Zia Lee would be an amazing shout, to be fair. In fact, actually, it mean we've got some young blood on there. Um, out of all of the Raw and SmackDown people on here, Shotzi Blackheart, for me, is the only person that's actually an, a, a rising star from anyone on here, for me. Sasha's established. Rhea Ripley has been a champion before, as much as she should be a rising star. She's already been a champion and lost it. Bianca Belair should be your other star. She was the person I call like a half rising star on this one. She should be the top there. The rest have been with the company forever and done absolutely nothing. I mean, why Natalia is in the top is what should be your strongest five women outside the champions. I've got no idea. So echoing what we said before, 
where's all the new fresh talent that's going to be really exciting that you can't wait to see? What, what, just out of interest, mate, what, what age are you pitching Zylea in your mind? See, you're doing this thing again. It's not about the age. It's about their, like, momentum and what they've done. And I don't know. I don't know what Zylea is. I would never guess a woman's age, Joe. Where You're gonna have to do bits to do. That's to do my quiz, mate. All right, fair enough then. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll wait for that then. We'll wait for that. Um, <clears throat> talking of a T, so I'm also going raw. I don't know if I said that, but I'm also going raw. Um, talking of a match with absolutely no um, fresh up and coming talent, we've got the men's Survivor Series match, which on the raw side has got Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley, and Austin Theory. And on the SmackDown side, Drew McIntyre, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, Happy Corbin, which makes me cringe every time I say it, and a wrestler to be determined. Um, Joe, we'll go with you first because you've kind of played your hand. You kind of told us what you're going with. So what's your logic on going SmackDown for this? Uh, It's more based on, well, one, I think the TBA could be like the, the TPC wrestler could be interesting. Also, <clears throat> I think um, that I think it's more like a Fox won't want their men to not win. Um, and there's no there's no one in the Raw team that I don't that I feel would really suffer from a pin. I think it might end up being like maybe Lashley McIntyre at the end, depending on who the TBC one is. Um, yeah, I'm just, I just I'm just, I don't know. I just feel like SmackDown have got a, a bit more momentum on the men's side than. Than Raw at the moment. Okay. It's, there's, if I'm honest, there's not a total amount of logic to my predictions this time. Um, I just feel I'm just going with what my gut tells me. Because I, I completely disagree with you. I think the the SmackDown team looks I mean, so right. excellent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the SmackDown team looks so weak. I mean, why is Jeff Hardy in there? Why is Happy Corbin in there? King Woods, I kind of get, but again, it's Xavier Woods. And Drew McIntyre would be the only person you would put in there that would be legitimate for me. Where the other side, Seth Rollins, yep. Finn Balor should be in there and doing something. Bobby mm. Lashley makes sense. Kevin Owens, Kevin Owens, yeah, because of kind of where he is. And then as a new up-and-coming star that you've not seen against these competitors, you've got Austin Theory, of, of all people. Which is added to the team where you have just champions, by the way. Just champions. Dominic couldn't be in there because he wasn't a champion but Austin Theory's taken Rey Mysterio's place, just just to make that clear. So that there's there's WWE logic for you. Um, so I'm going the Raw side because I think I think two people in that team need building back up again. I think you, you I think Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens will take each other out. So that story's taken for for what it is, and I think you should give the win to either Finn Balor or Bobby Lashley. If it was me, I think both those people need some wins, and both those people need to be back in some sort of contention whether WWE want to do that or not but that's where I would put it Luke where are you putting it I'm going Smackdown as well well my logic is I think Drew McIntyre needs to stand tallest in my opinion and then be the next challenger for Roman Reigns is kind of where I'm going with it. And I think SmackDown have got a weaker side, like a weaker team. I agree. I think Raw's much stronger. 
But I think, therefore, if Drew, like, they're all going to like leave McIntyre to be on his own, and then he's going to beat everyone. That's my prediction. I like that. I like that. Um, Who's going to be the fifth member of SmackDown, Luke? Probably someone like Ridge Island or Sheamus. Ooh, Ridge Island. So definitely Sheamus. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see the, you see the Ridge Holland promo they gave him where he just talked about how great Seamus was for, for three minutes? It was the most bizarre thing. Like, the yeah. reason I'm here is because of Seamus. We used to sit back and watch Seamus's wins back in a bar in Sheffield <laughs> where we used to stay up late night watching WrestleMania. Leeds. Yeah. Is it Leeds, is it? Okay. Well, where we, I, wherever. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and wherever they, yeah, absolute bizarre. So Ridge Holland and Seamus look like they're going to be tag teaming or his first competitor, depending on where they go for that. We used to so, do the same sort of thing in your house, mate, didn't we? Just having like 19 beers each. Yeah. And like two foot of subway each. It wasn't as scary as Rich Holland because it wasn't Rich Holland's original promo as an XT that Yorkshire was the scariest place on, on in England and he used to have to battle his way out of there to come to America. Yeah, you don't get you don't get that in Northampton, do you? No, you absolutely don't get that in Northampton. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> this I'm just going back to it. This is massively disappointing for these because I remember back in, like, think about the NXT Raw and SmackDown where you had, like, Keith Lee was in there at one point, Adam Page was in there at one point, and you had matchups that you'd never seen before. And then I think you've had Smack, you've had um, Survivor Series where SmackDown and Raw had been separated for that bit longer that you had matchups that no one, again, you didn't know who was, you hadn't seen the matches when they faced off against each other. But, I mean, Drew McIntyre's faced all of the people that are on the other side, apart from Austin Theory. Happy Corbin's faced pretty much everyone that's on Raw's side, apart from Austin Theory. Jeff Hardy's faced everybody on the whole card, um, apart from the women. It's, it just, there's nothing exciting about this match whatsoever. So I think we're absolutely right in the fact that WWE just do not care about this. What were your views on them tweeting the card, rather than tweeting the teams, rather than using a Raw or a SmackDown to announce them or even qualifying matches which they used to do way back when um you know what was the thought of them tweeting it instead what do we think i I honestly think that they don't care about this pay-per-view genuinely the final outcome and the build to it makes me think they don't care if i'm I'm totally honest they're they're, they're building stuff for after this pay-per-view already like when do they do that yeah that's fair Luke, any any anything to add to that? Yeah, I mean, I don't have Twitter, so I don't even follow them. So I found out through WhatsApp when you guys messaged messaged the chat. So that's how that's how um, engaged I was with it at the time. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just strange, isn't it? I don't know why. I don't know why they would do that. My only, I mean, my only thing. I, I was listening to another podcast where they're talking about this, and the person on there mentioned the fact that it's not for us. It's for the social media generation now, and that's where the money is. And being able to say you've got this many followers is much more credible than even attendance in a stadium in some cases. So it's it's about them being able to publish news on Twitter so people want to follow you so they can be the first to get it. So it's just one of those things where we're, we're getting older. And it's, are, you, are you trying to say we're out of touch? Exactly. It's exactly what it sounds like <laughs> I'm trying to say, mate, to be honest with you. But then again, you look at the card, and this is a card that <laughs> that is also massively yeah, out of touch. Are we on Instagram? It's full of 35 to 50 year olds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mate, aren't we on Instagram? Where can you follow? Where can you find us at Instagram? 
uh, we have we we we're on Instagram about a, a year or something. I don't understand Instagram, mate. <laughs> we have an Instagram. I couldn't tell you what the code is. I don't even think I have the password to get into it anymore. <laughs> Genuinely, I don't remember the password. So, yeah, arguably we're on Instagram, but. <laughs> Yeah, look, guys, if there's any hackers out there that could help us out, we're getting yeah. into <laughs> our own Instagram If you, if you hack and take over the Wrestling Predictcast Instagram, you can have it. It's yours. Consider it a gift, because I'm never, I'm never going to use it. I really like the thought of like a few people following it, just waiting for the next day, and just waiting for like a year now. <laughs> I like the idea that our viewership will be like proper go up when like in our Instagram's hacked and stuff's actually on there. <laughs> Someone else do the work for us. Yeah, I'd appreciate that. If someone could do that, that would be great. Yeah, let us know what our password is, please. Yeah, yeah, please. If you don't, if you don't mind sharing it with us, yeah, that would be great. Thanks. <laughs> um, right then, I think it might be time for your quiz, Luke. Which I've got an idea what it is. It's you calling me out about the fact that I thought Finn Balor was an up and coming star and he was over the age of forty or, or exactly forty. He, he was forty. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So, as I mentioned earlier. There's 35, sorry, there's 17 of the 18 male wrestlers that are 35 or over. And there's only one that's under, which is Austin Theory, who's 24. Um, that's that's shocking. Field. I know. So there's that nine, like nine year, like 11 year gap where there's no one <laughs> in those ages. Um, and think, just talking about Shotzi Blackheart by earlier, she's 29, right? Liv Morgan's 27. Right, okay. So. But anyway, so basically, I'm going to name you two wrestlers, and you guys tell me who's older. Is that okay, one of your, is that one of your questions, mate, or did you just know that off the top of your head? That's the top of my head, mate. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> it's not just ring attire, mate. He also knows the wrestlers' ages too. That's, I know. That's slightly, that's... Specific wrestlers' ages, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I've also, I also have been looking at this for this quiz right now. All right, yeah, research, yeah, yeah. mate. Research. Yeah. That's what he's called it. Research. <laughs> While I'm here on this website, I might as well put a quiz together. Yeah, all right, I get you. <laughs> Got to justify this research somehow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we'll have to tell Lauren something. Um, so, why are you always on incognito? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, just researching your jewelry that I'm going to buy you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Keith Lee appears a lot. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm going to name two wrestlers. And you're going to tell me which one you think is older. That's it. I've right. only got five questions. Sounds good okay. to me. So, first one, Sasha Banks or Bianca Belair? Now, my gut's telling me Sasha Banks. But your, your, your smarmy grin you're trying to hide tells me it's probably Bianca Belair. So, um, I'm going to go Bianca Belair. It is Bianca Belair. Bianca and Belair I... is 32. Sasha Banks is 29. Would you believe? I do, I do now. Yeah. Forever. yeah. Next one. Shayna Baszler or Natalia? Now. It's got to be Natalia. It's got to be Natalia. No. Natalia is 39. Shayna Baszler is 41. I'd never have guessed that. I'd never have gone Shayna Baszler at 41 at all. <laughs> So there you go. Next one, Happy Corbin or Drew McIntyre? Happy Corbin looks like he's in his 50s. Especially when he decides to let his hair grow out. Drew McIntyre, he's got to be in his 
late 30s, early 40s. Late 30s, I'd say, for Drew McIntyre. I'm going to go Happy Corbin's older. Corbin is older. Um, he's 37, Drew McIntyre's 36. It's not too much in it, Ooh. but both mid-30s, yeah. Same age as Drew McIntyre, which you can obviously tell by my um, physique <laughs> and success <laughs> and uh, broad Scottish accent and the way I carry a sword. Is that what it is, what it is mate? <laughs> Your honour. Two more. Two more. Um, Bobby Lashley or Jeff Hardy? Je- See, I don't know if you're just being sly. This is very well put together because I don't know if you're just being sly or whether it's obvious. Um, I'm going to go Jeff Hardy. I'm going to go Jeff Hardy. He's got to be 45 if he's if he's if he's a day, and Bobby Lashley's 44. Ah, uh, the age is right, but the wrong people. Oh, gutted. Jeff, Jeff Hart is 44 and Bobby Dash is 45. So there you go. And the last one. We, need to rename our, we just need to rename our whole podcast Wrestle Quizcast, don't we? Like, just do, <laughs> like, why waste our time with all these predictions? We should just do quizzes. Yeah, but we, we, I mean, you'd argue, we, you would argue that the predict cast is one massive quiz. Mm, you could argue that. <laughs> It's like Zoom calls, isn't it? Like you lost its lost its momentum about two years ago. <laughs> Yet again, Joe, Joe, our biggest cheerleader. <laughs> and, and the last one, then, so Kevin Owens or Damian Priest? Oh, great question. Oh, I'm going to be gutted if Damian Priest is older than Kevin Owens. I think he is older than. I think he is. So what do we say? I think you mentioned Damian Priest. Did you mention Damian Priest age earlier? Did one of you say that? Or was that something we said previous? No, I've I've heard Damien Priest is no Damien Priest is in his forties though, so I think it's probably Damien Priest is forty one and Kevin Owens is thirty nine. Right, so you're right, Damien Priest is older, but he's thirty nine, and Kevin Owens okay. is thirty and Kevin Owens is thirty seven. Fair play. So up and coming wrestler that WWE were pushing thirty nine year old Damien Priest. Yeah, I knew that. I knew I knew he was fairly old before then. What would you say, general, like not taking the mic kind of question, what would you say is peak wrestling age then? <laughs> not not average WWE age, because that's 50, <laughs> but like what's peak? <laughs> I would say early like, 30s. Yeah, I think it's like, the, yeah, early 30s, 32, 33. Yeah. Nailed your, enough time to nail your craft, but enough time for your body to still be supple. And on Joe saying the word supple, we are moving on. We are moving on to the to the to the plugs in the end. Incidentally, if you want to hear more quiz based uh, quiz based shenanigans, there's a quiz every single episode on that movie list podcast. It's a movie based quiz as opposed to a wrestling one, but uh, it's quizzes galore. If you want to hear me struggle over questions, so uh, mate, pe- people people aren't tuning after that quiz. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. If you don't want to hear more quizzes, you can hear about movies uh, on the movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably should have been the way forward. Yeah, fair play. Um, okay, so it's over to you guys. Um, the Predict Cast is the only interactive wrestling podcast, he says boldly, having done no research on that whatsoever. In the fact that you can take us on, all you have to do is um, use the form that's in the description or on Twitter and Facebook, because those ones I do use do know the password for and do update. Just search for at PredictCast or type in the Wrestling PredictCast in the search bar and you can follow along and get involved in the conversation. Um, 
and let us know your predictions. And there's a chance for you to win official WWE merch. Um, Joe, are we on TikTok now? Uh, no, we are not on TikTok again. The only way we do it is if I put clips of this. That means our three smiling, gurning faces on TikTok, which again is not an advert for anything. Ben, just do a little dance. I'm all right, mate. I'm okay. Again, not going to turn people into the podcast. Did you see the one with the with the middle aged fat bloke dancing? Do you see that one? We should definitely listen to that. We, that'll definitely tune a lot of people in. <laughs> <laughs> the wrestling predict cast now with extra tiktok yeah right, okay yeah fair enough extra dancing brilliant um right and we will see you in uh a week's time for the survivor series results show and then we'll be taking like a month off no oh, happy days <laughs> happy days <laughs> <laughs> i tell you what let's get the results show and just call it a year you used to work in marketing <laughs> You used, to, you used to do a degree in marketing. Isn't that what you got your degree in? You did three years of, of Mate, how to no advertise one, no, and, 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 and market content. And Mate, you, no, one is this, no one is listening to this and going, oh, Joe's always up on this, on this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that Joe is so happy-go-lucky. Like, always, always, always really positive about the way. This is the first time I've heard him say anything negative. Oh, there you go. <laughs> So we'll uh, we will see you in two weeks or one week um, for my and Luke's happy, positive, and dynamic um, commentary and Joe if he fancies it. So uh, <laughs> see you later, fellas. Cheers, Maybe mate. See you later, mate.